Oh, so you in junior high school? Some of you in high what, some of you ninth graders probably have started high school. Uh, no, most of you in junior high, some of you ninth graders have started high school, <coughs> right? Um, just so I can gauge the room. Who, any ninth, who, if you're ninth grade, raise your hand. Ninth, ninth grade. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So everybody else here is in junior high school. Okay, that's that's fine. And and we got some even before that. That's okay. That's okay. Um. All right. My name is Kelvin. For those who don't know me, I I, 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 my guess is a lot of you, a lot of my guess is this is the first time for many of you here at this conference, and that's okay. I'm welcome, welcome. Um, I am going to uh, let me start with a, a word of prayer, and then we're going to begin our, our workshop. Okay. Our dear Lord, we are thankful uh, that once again you have gathered us here, um, that we can have this time to uh, fellowship uh, and 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 really delve into your word, to study your word. Lord, we do pray, Lord, that as we um, have this time together, that your spirit may be with us to, to teach us and, and reveal the, all things, the, the truth of your word and light, Lord, that we may see you for who you are. Lord, um, we do pray that there will be open hearts here. Uh, if there are any distractions and anything such as tiredness and, and, and things that are just holding us back, we pray you would remove all these things. But help us to all to enter in now um, and really be able to participate and really hear from your voice speaking to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. You guys are a young group. And um, I mean, I'm not going to say this. Well, my workshop, the topic may be a little deep, but that's okay. I am going to speak to you because I believe you guys have the mental capacity and the maturity to understand. But... I, but by doing so, by recognizing that you guys are, you know, not, not that you're adults. Yeah, young adults, fine. I'll call you guys young adults. Recognizing that, I, I, I will appreciate if you will also give me the same courtesy and, you know, pay attention. You know, I don't want to, I, I certainly hope I don't have to stop anybody from doing things that they shouldn't be doing in this class, right? Um, but I hope to get at least get you guys to be involved and participate as much as possible. So, in that regard, I'm going to do something a little different. Uh, do we have any athletes in this room? Uh, what's considered an athlete? Okay, let me be let me be clear. And I know um um I, may, I don't know what, how junior high school does these, but are there any um uh, any uh, kids here? I'm sorry, I just called you kids. You're not kids. Any people here? Are there any people here that have um participated in an actual competitive intramural sport event for school. Intramural? Okay, maybe I, in school. You have actually participated in the, not just for fun, okay, not just like playground stuff, like real sport. Okay, all right, all right, I, that's a lot. Good, good, good. So, 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 okay, let me just, I'll just get a couple of, uh, um, call them out. What did, what did you guys do? Football. Wait, hold on, hold on, stop, 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 stop. Football? Is junior high school football? High school. You're in high school, sorry. Are you in high school football? Okay, cool. Volleyball. Volleyball. Basketball. Basketball. Swimming. Swimming. Video games. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I gotta talk about that. Video games. You, can you believe that nowadays video games is a sport that people watch people, other people play video games? I'm sorry, it's the stupidest thing in the world. I, 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 I'm sorry, I have to tell you, okay, you make, you're gonna call me old all you want. Right? And, and believe me, I used, like, like, listen, I used to play video games. And I, and I probably still do 
play a little bit if I have time. But the fact that people will pay, pay to watch other people play video games is like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> All right, anyway, besides, that's, that's, that's aside. So, okay, swimming, volleyball, football, any runners? Any runners? Yeah? What do you run? Yeah, I know, like, okay, you run track. So, like, what, um, what distance, what, what, what events do you run? The 400 meters. Okay, so those are the We'll talk about that, actually. Anybody else? Any runners? You raise your hand? You're part of a track team? Sure. Okay, what, what event have you, have, you, have you ever run? Four, okay, cool. That's good. I got, I'm glad I got a couple of runners. Um, I need a couple of volunteers right now. Two, two, let's, let's just do, let's do two guys who think that they're the strongest in this class right now. Easy. That's light work. That's light work. Yeah? That's you too? I want you guys to stand. Hey, stand here at the judge in the judge spot. Okay. Alright. So we're gonna do a test. Alright guys, just get up. Let's stitch. Okay. Alright, no, it's okay. You know what? Actually, it's true. I actually need someone. I need someone more. Um, I need people on the same height. So, uh, that's my bad. What? Can, can a third person come up here and not engage? Who? Who should be? Who should be? Come on up! Come on! Come on! No! 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 Chris. Chris. Stay here. Stand. Let's Stand. Come on. Uh, all right, stand up real tall. All right, sorry. Sorry, Chris, you have to sit down. All right, you guys are good. Good. Okay, you're not fighting. Just face each other. Just face each other. Okay, this is a test of strength. All right? However, okay, so obviously I can tell that you can, you'll, you should be able to just, like, pick them up, right? Maybe bench press them. Maybe you're the same, right? I think you can do that. However, huh? you can bench them? All right. So here's what you're going to do. I, but I'm going to make it a little tougher for you, all right? I want you to put out your arm. You, you can start first. Put out your arm straight. Yeah. Lock them. Yeah. Okay. Like like this. Like lock. Like okay. I, like okay. if I go like this. Okay. okay. <laughs> straight. Okay. Straight. 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 straight and lock. Don't okay. bend it. Okay. okay. Now you're gonna rate. You're gonna. Okay. Put put your, put your arm right straight. Through. I'm so happy. Alright. Right. Okay. Now I'm gonna. So on the count of three. I'm gonna get kind of three. Try to lift them up just like that. Oh. Yeah. One, two, three. Go. No, 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 no. You're bending. You're bending your arm. No bending. Right. One, two, three. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Try again. One more time. One, two, three. All right. That's okay. All right. Zach, your turn. Same thing. Keep your straight, arm straight out. Don't lock it. I mean, lock it. Don't don't bend it. Okay. Ready? I'm gonna give you a count of three. One, two, three. Okay. That's pretty good. You're stronger than you, man. Alright, you can sit down. You can sit down. Zach, you're the winner. You get to, because you're the winner, you get to wear an actual wreath. That's for one. This is for one. No, it's not a headband. Alright, that's cool. That's cool. Sit down. He doesn't want to wear the wreath. Guys, you guys talk. We, we talked about the wreath, right? So, you guys remember what this was about? See, yesterday we talked about the wreath, right? We saw pictures of it. So I decided to one-up Daniel. I had, I had my wife make a wreath. So this is, I mean, it's, it's fake. It's like made of plastic. But this is actually a wreath um, that 
those that uh, participated in those types of games, running and strength in the old days, would win. Now, what did the wreath represent? A crown. It's a crown, yes. Victory, right? Now, this, this, this thing is pretty much like uh, useless. But when the winner of that event w were to wear it, you know, there was, it symbolizes victory. There was honor. And you, the person got applause and accolades, and they would be remembered until, well, the thing is, we don't remember them anymore. But at that time, those people would, 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 would try really hard for this, right? Let's, uh, what's that? These are, yeah, well, that's, a, yeah, well, this thing could die, right? Because in the end, it means it, it, there's no value into the, in this very thing. That eventually, the leaves will all just wither away, fade away, and all you're left with is your memory of winning an event a while back. Let's, um, let's open up the, our word and look at a few verses. And I want to talk about that and what the Lord wants for us to do in regards to this matter of participating in a particular race that we are in. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 12. By the way, that whole like demonstration, I have a point to that. We'll get to that at the end. <laughs> so, by the way, did the... Uh, Sam, did you know that why he was able to lift you up? Okay, you, saw, okay. you, felt, you felt me in the... I, I, you guys are really close. Like, you guys are, so I was like, oh, I, thought, I had a feeling that you, were gonna, you, were, you knew I was behind you. All right, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then, another passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We read this uh, yesterday in one of our um, message, message times. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. Do, not, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. All right, those are our, our verses for now. So these verses are describing a, a race, right? And actually, Paul loves to use this illustration in a race. And it's a very good illustration because it, it really speaks to the nature of, our, our, um, of our, our Christian walk, our walk with the Lord. Now, you guys are very young. I don't know, um, and it'll be impossible to talk to each one and really gauge where you guys are. Um, I get the sense that maybe half of you are those that have, you know, accepted the Lord as their Savior and are walking with the Lord and are, are really following Him or are trying to at the very at, the, at least. Some of you may have grown up in Christian families. In fact, 
you know, you guys have grown up in Christian families, came, have, have been in church for all your life. Um, but you know what? You're here probably because your parents made you come. Um, and you know about Jesus. You hear about Jesus all the time in Sunday school and everything. But you don't actually have a, a personal relationship with him. I don't know if that's you. I, I, I'm just describing, you know, a lot of people in your age who I teach a lot of time, is, is usually the, 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 what I see in, in Sunday school, right? And then there are those that, um, you know, maybe have no interest at all. And you're definitely here just because your parents <laughs> are telling you to be here. I, I hope to address everyone, um, but I'll be honest with you. When I'm talking about this race, and I'm talking about this heavenly race that we're, ta- we're, 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 we're discussing today, it really is a matter of uh, a race for those that have been saved, have believed in the Lord, have received the Lord as their Savior, and are now, we're now running. So congratulations to those that have done that, because you are now all, for those that have, our competitors in this heavenly race. I don't know whether you want to run or not, but that is what you are. Uh, a, a participant and a competitor in this race. Now, there are many types of runners, right? If you, if you, if you look at a race, someone, if, you're, if you're participating in a race, you'll notice that people have different ways of running. And so you'll have those that start off really well. They're running, you know, good speed. They think they got it. But then, you know what? They just don't have the energy. They start to lose they start to lose speed, they start to slow down, and then they get too tired, and they're, they're, they're practically just walking to the end. Then you've got those that, you know, have a very up-and-down pace. When I say pace, is like how fast, you know, the speed in which you're running. You can start off really well. Like, maybe you think, okay, I can, let me try to go as fast as I can, and I'm running really well, and, but then again, you get tired, so you've got to slow down, and then you start seeing, oh, people are catching up to me. So got, then you start picking up your pace and going faster, or, and then, but then again, your energy, you start to lose your energy and you, you slow down again, right? You, those people with those um, sporadic pacing, you know, that's very difficult for you to run a very competitive race to do that. Now, you have those that are very good that know how to pace themselves, and their, their, their speed at which they're running is very stable, and that's, in that way, you're very, you, you, you have a good plan of action, you know how to compete, you know how to run, and you're not going to tire yourself out too much at the end when you need to, you know, really push for the end. But unfortunately, and I hope, and, I, and, and if this is any, if this is describes you, then, you know, now is the time to be, have a wake-up call, right? Unfortunately, there are those that, in this heavenly race, are runners that are participants, but they don't know how to run. And so they're like, oh, what do I do? Maybe I just race walk a little bit and, or, or something. Or you may have those that... Um, you go into the restroom? You probably go that way then. <laughs> um, you, you should ha- or you have those that not only are um, part of the race, and maybe they know how to run, but you know what? They've given up. They've just decided, you know what? I can't do this. So they're stuck in the finishing line and they're just, they're just like, you know, sitting there, letting everyone else do the run. Does that, does, that, does that describe anyone here? I hope not. I hope, I hope but, but if that's the case, we're here to talk about that. All right. So we know what the prize is. We talked about that. Our brother shared about that last, uh, yesterday. We talked about the prize, right? Uh, an imperishable crown. 
this thing that, that, that the runners win back then in, in a real race, you know, they don't last forever. You know, they think maybe their names will last forever, but who, who, who knows? No, no, one, no one is remembered forever. Even one day, eventually, as years go by, one day people are going to forget who Michael Phelps is, and they're not going to know who Usain Bolt is. Those things will all fade away, right? You know, because no one remembers who won, like, who, who remembers who won the Olympic 100-meter uh, dash, like, 20 years ago? You know? No. Yeah, so, I, I, you have to look it up. It's not something, what's that? You know, you actually know? Okay, fine. You know, right, right, you're, you're right. You're, you guys weren't alive. I forgot you guys are so young. That's okay. But the point is this, right? As not, no matter what you, you try to accomplish in this world, all those things are going to fade away. But the Lord, the Jesus has something that he has already have in store for us, set up, an imperishable crown, something valuable, something that's everlasting. And as we read in 1 Corinthians, right, we, um, um, that, that prize, what is Paul saying to us? Because there are many people that think, many people, many young, many young Christians, like you guys, think that it's, all, it's okay as long as I am participating in the race. It's good, right? As long as I'm saved, right? And thank the Lord we are saved, right? Thank the Lord where our, our sins have been forgiven and that we have eternal life. For those that have, have accepted the Lord as that, you know, thank the Lord for that, right? But if you think that's all that is there for you, then I'm, 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 you know, that's, I'm, I'm here to say that, you know, that's not what, that's not all that the Lord has for you. In fact, that's only half of it, right? If we think that it's all okay just to be participants, maybe as long as I'm running, you know, God doesn't care. Well, if we, when we read in First Corinthians, what did Paul say to the Corinthians? He's, and he's describing himself, right? But he's really, it's really an exhortation for to everybody, all Christians, run in such a way as to win. Run in such a way as to obtain the prize. And of course, in order to want to do that, right, you have to know and value the prize. And I hope eventually we'll get to that, that you will actually see the value of what the Lord wants to offer us. But I'm here to tell you, you know, you guys, for those of you who are young Christians, you know, if you think participating is enough, that's, that's no. Paul says, and Lord, the, the Spirit is telling us, right, run in such a way as to win the prize. So how do we win a race? What do we need to do in order to compete and actually try to win a race? Has anybody, well, so, okay, so let me ask the, um, what's your name? Sarah. So you, you compete competitively uh, in, in track team. What do you need to do to prepare yourself to win your 400 meter uh, event in the, in the meet? You run it every day. Stretch every day. Eat healthy. Very good. All those things need to be done, right? Stretching to prepare your muscles for the run. You need to run. Exercise. Train. Practice. You need to rest. You need to let your body recover. All of these things are in, need to be done to get your body in a condition so that you can actually be able to compete and, and win. Because guess what? Everybody else who is running that race is going to try to do the same. And, and, and if you think that you can just kind of be lazy about the training, then that's not going to happen, right? Now, um, and it's the same thing for us, right? When we talk about this heavenly race, right, I like, I, you know, some people like to describe it as a marathon. Why? Because they're saying, right, it's, it's, it's a test of endurance and, 
and how lo- how how you can last, right? No one ever describes this heavenly race as a, as a as a 100 meter dash or a sprint, because in a sprint, all you do is either run as fast as you can and make the sprint in the, in the finish line. But I actually have a different opinion. Well, this is my my view because it's my experience. I actually used to be in track team in high school, and I used to run the 400 the 400 and 800. I I was a middle distance runner, and um. And did you know people actually like to run the marathon for fun? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you say it's not a thing, but people. Okay, I don't want to say it's for fun as if like oh, I didn't have. But they will, they will run for a personal accomplishment. But they're not winning. But they're not running because they think they're going to win, right? A lot of people run the marathon, and in fact, a lot of people end up signing up for the New York Marathon, and and there's only a limited number of spots. People like will line up to sign up to run. And uh, the majority of those that run, they run because they feel like it's got a, it's some personal accomplishment, you know, as a health goal, you know, something about their body, you know, to, to prove that they can do it. But they're not winning, they're not running to win the race. There's, there's a very select group of people that are actually running to compete to win. And so, like, for example, like, the, you need to actually be able to run the marathon in, like, two and a half hours to, to actually be able to compete, like, to, to, to be to be in contention to win. Now, the average time for most people running the marathon is about four and a half hours. But if you ever watch them, no one ever watches the marathon, but if you do, you'll, 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 you'll be amazed because you see the marathon go for the whole day, and, uh, and then now it's nighttime, the sun is down, and you'll still see people crossing the finish line in eight hours, like, ah, I did it! Eight hours, I finished the race. And they're so happy, but there are like six hours behind the winner. They had no chance to win. Right, and that's not, and, and 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 that's why I think marathons. Is, a marathon is not that great of an example because people just do the marathon and participate in and think finishing is enough. But as we remember reading, right, Paul wants us to run in such a way that we will win, right? And that means, you know, exercising and training and preparing yourself. So, you know why I like using a middle distance run as an example because. Running, running middle distance is not only just uh, not only requires you to be able to be uh, have the have the endurance to run long enough, but you also need some speed. You need strength. It's a mix of both, and it's and it really it, your training is is quite different um, to prepare for that. Does anybody know? Um, so you know what? I, I won't bore you with details, but I will tell you this. So I used to when I used to run, I I I, I, I freshman year I, I joined track team because I couldn't do any other sport, but I really wanted to do sports. And they would take anybody for track team. So I'm not the most athletic guy. Um, and in fact, I wasn't fast enough to be a sprinter, so I couldn't run the 100-meter dash. Everybody wants to do that. Right? Everybody wants to be Usain Bolt. Right? But nobody, I couldn't, I'm not fast enough to do the 100-meter. Please sit up. Um, I, 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 couldn't, I wasn't fast enough to, one, to run the 100-meter dash. Right? I, wasn't, I didn't have the endurance to do a, a, a marathon or a cross-country or even the 1600 meter, right? So you guys know the Olympic size track. Everybody watched track and field in Olympics. In Olympics? No. no one. No. Why not? You do. I'm sure you do. Right? You do. Okay. So so an Olympic track is like 400 meters. One one way. 400 meters, right? So a 1600 meter run is four times around. That to me is too long. But my very first competitive race, my coach made me run that 1,600 meters, and I was not prepared. 
I was like, even though our practice was we, we would train every day, right? After school, we train every day. I ran five miles every day, uh, except for one day where we did strength training. We actually lift, you know, like lifted weights and worked out on our, our, our leg muscles. We trained every day, but I was like ill-prepared to the actual, like how to prepare myself for running the 1600. So I started off, right? By the way, this was indoor track, so it was only a 200-meter track. So it was eight. So it was actually um, uh, eight times around. So halfway through, I realized, wait a minute. I was like running. I thought I was running in a good pace, but it was really slow. I thought maybe I should pace myself. Right? Halfway, like four laps in, I realized, wait a minute. Where's everybody else? And I realized, wow, I am in last place. Okay, let me try to pick up the speed a little bit. Then all of a sudden, I see some guy zooming to, to my left. I was like, oh no, I'm getting lapped. And let me tell you, getting lapped is the most embarrassing thing in a competitive meet. <laughs> getting lapped means someone has already passed you in a whole lap. And now you're a whole lap uh, at least behind that person. That first place, is, that guy who's running first place is already one lap ahead of me. And so here I am running. I'm like, oh, people are lapping me. This is not good. So, I, so once I finish that lap, all of a sudden I hear from the Raptors, my coach, yelling at me, Kelvin, this is not a warm-up. Pick up the pace. I was like, oh, my coach is yelling at me now. He's never yelled at me before. So now i got to really start running. Now I'm like dashing for my life, trying to catch up to the second to last person. And then finally at the very last lap, here I am trying to beat this guy so I don't get in last place. And I caught, I, don't even, I think I was able to, I don't even care. People, by that point, no one's even keeping track of whether you finish or not. Because you're in last place out of like 16 people running that. And then, so it was like, really embarrassing for me. Like the coach, my coach didn't say anything afterwards, but like I knew that was like a very embarrassing race run. I was not prepared. You know, pe- preparing and training for uh, a race requires us not only to discipline our body, but our mind, right? But in the heavenly race that we are running, right? Let us read a verse. We need to know, we need to know how to prepare ourselves to run this heavenly race. Let us look at First Corinthians, First uh, Timothy, sorry, First Timothy, chapter four. First Timothy, chapter four, uh, verses six uh, through ten. If you instruct, I'm sorry. You know what? Let me, just for the sake of time, I'll, I'll let me read seven and eight. But reject profane and old wise fables and exercise yourselves toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So, if we, if we take this verse and we look at also, remember that first, uh, the verse that we read in, in 1 Corinthians, right? I'm talking about pre- preparing. You know, Paul is saying, you know, Bodily exercise, you know, there's some profit. It's good to it's good to be healthy. It's good to keep in shape. But if we were to exercise our spirit, spiritually exercising ourselves unto godliness, what does that mean? Godly con, godly character, godly conduct. You know, the the, the things that actually um, matter and, and are valued in regards to our spiritual walk and, and preparing ourselves for this heavenly race. If we do that, there is great profit, not only for your life today, but to, for, 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 but to come. And so, let's, and when we think about the verse that we read in 1 Corinthians, how Paul says, run in such a way as to win the prize 
And how did he do that? He had the discipline, right? He needed the discipline and put everything in subjection to, you know, at self-control. And what does that mean for us? You know, you guys, as young Christians, you know, are probably, you know, are struggling with some things as you are walking with the Lord, right? May, I, I think you guys had a workshop talking about when, when our brother Daniel Lee did a workshop where he made you guys run through obstacles and, and you had to carry the baggage on you, right? And then our brother Dana talked about all the baggage that we have and is dragging us down and making us very difficult to press on. And as you guys are young, young, young Christians, you guys young, young, young people in this day, I, I, you know, I like to say, like, you know, I'm sure it was tough for me back then, but you know, there's a lot of things in this world today that are trying to draw us away from, from, from God. There's a lot of things that we see in the things that we are so, you know, attracted to that are trying to pull us away. In your computer games, you know, I mean, Fortnite. people, in Fortnite, yeah, the most popular video game now, Fortnite. right? Right, you know, it, it, not, see, do you see how this world is working? Not only do they, not only is it now attractive, not only are they trying to track you to play video games, now it's attractive to watch other people play video games. It's, can you, and it's amazing to me, right? You know, it's, that's, it's trying to draw you away. And then there's all, all you know, now, you, now you're starting in, in junior high, things are happening, right? Your body's telling you, hey, look at that. That girl looks pretty nice. Oh. Uh, well, you know, boy, boy. You no, know, brother, brother used that term, boy crazy. And I don't, you know, trust me, I bet you, you know, boy crazy meaning girls are so infatuated with, with boys. Guess what? Boys are, boys are girl crazy too. It happens both ways. Crushes all, all the time, right? You guys don't understand what love really is, but you're still like, oh, I really think, you know, all that is happening. You know why? Because, you know, hormones, yeah, hormones. That's because, you know why? It's because our body and our soul is controlled. You know we are made of body, soul, and spirit, right? But because of sin, because, of, because we are sinners, because of human nature, the fall of man, we have allowed our bodies and our souls to take control. So, who here, has, uh, who here this morning snooze uh, their alarm more than once? Or does that in a frequent basis? Maybe not today, because you guys are, oh, I gotta be here on time. Right? You guys know. Okay, trust me, I do. I do it too, right? You guys, you know, I bet you every, everybody has snooze their alarms like that. You know what that is? You don't have snoozes on your alarms? What? You don't have an alarm? Well, how do you know how to get up? Your phone alarm. Okay, but your, your, your parents? Okay, 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 but the, the point is this. You know what? If anybody has ever delayed getting up, all right, in any way, right? That's your body telling you, I want to sleep more. If there's any point in your time where you're like, you know what? I really should go and do this chore. My, my parents are telling me, I don't feel like it. I'm not feeling, I'm sad. I'm, I'm just, I'm depressed. I don't, I don't really want to do it. That's your, that's your feeling telling you to, uh, are taking control of you. But what does God want for us? He wants our spirit to be in control. What does that mean? Right? That spirit within us that was made alive to communicate with God. Right? The things, the spirit that tells us our conscience, what is right and wrong, the intuition, the thing to know and to communicate with God. Now, I, let me, let me, I, I'll bring it to a term maybe more understandable for you guys. You know, many people use the word heart, your, your, the, the, the heart within to describe this matter. 
but there is something inside of you that you were created. You, each and every person here was created for, um, a, for to be able to have a direct com- communication and relationship with God. Because of sin, that was cut short, right? That was cut off. Our, sin, our, our spirits were made dead. But if, for those that, of you who have believed in the Lord Jesus or saved, that has been made alive. But it needs to be exercised because we, we don't know how to use it. We don't know how to use our spirits, and that's what it means to exercise. That's what it means that we need to be able to exercise our spirits, to, pra- to put into practice, and to have our faith tested in, many, in different ways. So if, you, if anybody of you here has, who has not ever been involved in some way of serving the Lord in some manner, or, or, or if you have never been having, or, you, or if you don't have a, you know, a constant, a, a very uh, a commu- a communication with the Lord as in devotional times, you know, your, your quiet times uh, frequently, then you're not exercising your spirit. And therefore, you, it's not being strengthened. Your faith is not being tested and strengthened, and therefore we are just allowing ourselves to be led away, led astray by our bodily desires, our soul, our feelings, the things that like to control us. Right? But the spirit needs to be in control, and we need to learn to exercise our spirit. Let me talk about exercise. Right? Do you guys know when you're exercising, what's happening to your muscles? You guys know? What's that? What's actually happening? Sorry, you, uh, Johnson. Yeah. So, so there is a the, the muscles are breaking. Well, they're tearing. Their muscle, your muscle fibers, when you're actually doing hard work, exercise, they're actually tearing. You're actually causing tears in your muscles. But that's but but that's but but that's because you want them to regenerate and regrow into stronger and and fibers. And that's how, and that's what's happening when you're exercising your muscles. Right, you're building it up to be stronger. You know, maybe you know for those that are doing like you know weight training to build up your muscles. You know, you're 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 building growth. You know, or you're strengthening it. You know, you, for runners, you you want to strengthen your core muscles, right? That's what's happening. You're causing breaks and tears in your muscles so that it will grow and become stronger. Well, and that's what's happening. Actually, that is what is actually happening. Uh, if we allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in us to strengthen our spirit because there needs to be some breaking down. There needs to be some things that need to be dealt with, right? All that all that baggage our brother Dana talked about in the beginning before, you know, even even and every we, we, we you know it. You know the things that are holding us back. Our old selves, the sin the sin that is in that's so entangling us, right? The things that we are we are you know, unfortunately making into idols. Even things that you think are so are good. Right? can become idols in our lives because they are holding us back from really following after the Lord. And those things need to be dealt with. Right? That's what we talk about breaking things down because there are a lot of things that need to be dealt with in our lives so that Christ, the life of Jesus, may be able to be emerged. The character of Jesus can emerge. Those things that are so, of, the, of us that are so opposite of what Jesus is, they need to be dealt with. And guess what? It's not a pleasant thing. I won't be. I'll be honest with you. It's not. <laughs> you know, exercise is not pleasant, right? What happens if you haven't exercised for a long time and you decide to do a nice workout? What happens the next day? What do you feel? Sore. Sore. 
Oh, it's a sore. Once I I was uh, I haven't I mean I I haven't worked out in so long. Then but then one day my friends friends are like let's let's run let's let's bike for six miles. I was like okay fine. After that my legs were so sore I was like I couldn't barely I could barely walk down the stairs. It was so sore, right? Because you're you're not you haven't done it in a long time, and you're being you're you just did six miles and you know your your muscles are just torn and now they're trying to and you need them to recover but the recovery is so slow. How do you decrease the recovery time and make the soreness better? Well, well, well. Yeah, but but that takes no, no, not nothing. Actually, you know, you know, no. Well, that will help to ease the pain, right? My point, my my question is, how do you, if you are gonna start doing workouts and exercise, how do you make sure you can, how can you decrease that time of recovery, like so that you don't feel so sore? Do it more, frequency. You know what? When I was in high school in the track team and I practiced every day, I was in the best shape of my life. I don't remember getting sore, maybe at first, but then as I kept running and running, that soreness wasn't something that lingered. Yes, you get a little sore, but stretching helps. Of course, stretching helps to be keep that soreness from going, but the frequency and you keep doing it, you feel that it's le- less sore. You know, my point is, you know, that you know, we need to let the Holy Spirit do the healing work in our lives. Taking, taking away those things that, that that are distracting us, right? And if we allow that more to happen, if we allow the Holy Spirit to do more of that dealing work, then more of that life can come out. More of the life supply that the Lord has given us because He has saved us and He has, he has imparted His life to us can be drawn out. And I think that's what the, we, you know, God wants us to be spiritual men and women. Right? Those that are led by the Spirit. And, and, and if the, the baggage that needs to be dealt with through the cross, through the Holy Spirit, you know, go, uh, leading us through you know, faith, trials, and testing, things of that, you know, when we come through, when we endure, right? when we go through the soreness, but we learn to endure and persevere, wow, then, you'll, then, then you're going to see the life supply really overflow because that's what the Lord wants for you. Right, so um, I I know that sounds like well that's that sounds like something I don't really what, that seems so hard, right? Why is it? Why do I have to go through some things? And and like, like I said, right? Dealing like you know because we're talking about you know a, really a death, right, of ourselves because our, our 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 old man is so strong and needs to be dealt with in such a violent way, and. And in, in that manner, I'm not, I, I, I'm not, I won't kid you, it's not going to be an easy thing. People think that, oh, you know, we're saved, I can walk with Jesus, and everything is all, like, great. You know, the Lord, it is great. There is, and it's amazing, but there are things that the Lord needs to, you know, have to, have to take away from us, that baggage that is, so, that, that, is, that is holding us back. But I have good news for you. And I hope this is also uh, good news for those he, among us who here do not have that that personal relationship with, with, with our Lord Jesus right now. Right? For, you, for, the, for those of us that have been walking with him, right? those, I, I can see that there are some that are faithful and are, are walking. You know, and I, and I hope you will know even more how wonderful we have as, as, as the Holy Spirit with us. You know, the Holy Spirit has been given to us by our Lord Jesus for what purpose? What does the Lord Jesus call the Holy Spirit? Comforter.
Yeah, right? He, he will speak on our behalf when the time comes that we, that, that we are put uh, before those that need, that we're, you know, when, we're, when we need to say something for the Lord, he will speak on our behalf. Yes. He, he uses specific words to describe the, the Holy Spirit, right? What else? Comforter, counselor, helper. Well, that, that describes, that's, that's Jesus, right? But, that this, but, but when Jesus talks about giving the Holy Spirit, right? We don't have time to look at it, but in John chapter 14 and 16, he talks about that the time will come and he will send the, he will send the helper to us. He will send the counselor to us. The word in Greek is paraklete. But that, what that means is the one who will come to assist. And that is who he has given to you. And who is the Holy Spirit? Right? We, some, you know, it's like some, it's one of those things like maybe we don't really understand because we're so young, but the Holy Spirit, is, the power of the Holy Spirit has been given, that has been given to us because the Lord Jesus is desired to dwell in us, indwelling in us. That, that, that is the most amazing thing uh, we could possibly imagine, that the power and the life of the Lord Jesus indwelling in each and every one of you who receive him as, a savior, as your Savior, right? And that Holy Spirit wants to be, uh, since we're talking about racing and training, our spiritual coach, right? For those, our spiritual coach, because he wants us and to lead us through this, 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 this race, to exercise, the training. He wants to show us to the very end. And, and the coach, now, um, some of you have coaches because you're part of the team. Can you describe your coach? Sorry, I forget about Sarah, what, can you describe what your coach? Okay, strict discipline, right? That coaches. So, did she used to be a runner? Well, she used. Did she used to be a runner? She used to be an athlete. Okay. Anybody? Your football coach, right? Spits a lot. Yells a lot. Yells a lot. Spits a lot, right? Was that physically not? I hope he doesn't physically abuse you. I hope he don't. I hope we don't like actually physically, but yeah, that describes you know that describes like like, like a, the picture of a coach when people think about it. Someone who yells, he's like screaming at you, do this, do that. You know, you're doing it wrong, right? I let me describe. I want to describe you, my coach, because actually it was a, it's very interesting. Now, most good coaches are those that have gone before, right? Have done the thing, right? My coach in high school, in fact, was um, tall. Uh, a tall African American guy who who used to run track in high school and in college, and he was he he, he was in the NCAA championships and things. He he I mean he looked like an athlete, right? But you see this guy, and I'm like, but he actually he was very actually very soft spoken. He he never really yelled. The only time I ever remember yelling is when he yelled at me at the rafters and he was telling me to hurry up. But he never yelled. Um, he he kind of he, he he oversaw our practice, but he most of the time most of the yelling. And like this one, you know, the one, the yelling was mostly coming from our captain. He oversaw our practice. He showed us the uh, the training, the, the the stretches, the drills. He oversaw all that. Yeah, you raise your hand. What was your coach's name? Uh, I actually don't forget. <laughs> I actually don't remember his name. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, but that's that's embarrassing. I know. But I, but you know what? I may have forgotten his name. But he actually left me a very lasting impression. I want to share it with you. You know, he 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 trained our team together, but there was one experience I had with him, a personal experience, 
that that I I, re, I remember forever and I and I really relate to now. Um, after my freshman, after my first uh, semester in, fre- in the freshman year, when after indoor track, the indoor. So you know, in, in in high school, you know, you have fall semester and spring semester, right? In the fall semester, if you're on track team, you run indoor track because it's too cold to run outside. Um, that was a tough time for me. First time, I mean, obviously, I just started high school and I was running indoor track. I was not so good. I told you about my story about running the 1600 meter race, and it was terrible. That was my experience. I decided, you know what? I don't want any more of this. It was too much. I quit. I said I didn't want any more. Um, then when spring semester started, I was there and I and I noticed and I saw my friends um, running and practicing and I, you know, like there was something within me that was like, you know what? I, I have this itch to to go back and join them and run again. And I was like, wait, but, I, but yeah, that, that that I was willing to go through the effort because I wanted to be part of that team, right? So I went to my coach and I asked him, coach. Can I join it? Can I rejoin the team? Right? Oh, I, you know, I apologize. I'm sorry that I, that I quit, but I want to rejoin the team. And so, you know, he was very, he, you know, he didn't have, he didn't show much emotion. Very, 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 you know. Um, and he said to me, okay, show up, show up to practice next week. I was like, okay. So here we are. We're, we're at the track. We were doing practicing. I come to practice. I got ready. I thought I was going to start running with everybody else because everyone started doing their drills. But he stopped me. He's like, no, uh, Kelvin, you're going to run with me. Now, I've never seen him run like with us before, but he's like, but then he's like, you're going to run with me and we're going to do some drills. And if you can beat me in one of these races, then I will let you back on my team. I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, I, I, I was like, wait, I, first of all, I know I'm not that fast. So I was like, you know, he's old. I think I can probably beat him, but I had to pace myself. So what he, the drill was this. Basically, I had, we had to start off running 1600 meters. So that means uh, outdoor track. So that's four times around the lap. Then stop, run, walk around the track. Then run 800 meters, so that's twice. Stop, walk around the track. Then 400, so that's one, one, one more lap. Stop, walk around the track. 200, stop, and then 100. So basically running the, the gamut of the uh, reverse ladder of the, of the track, uh, of, the, of the races that we run. And, I, and he said, if you can beat me in one of those races, I will let you back on the team. So, okay, fine. 1600, worst, my, my worst event. Not going to happen. So I was like, okay, let me pace myself. He, like, uh, but, uh, let me pace myself, but I want to make sure I can still kind of like keep up. I couldn't keep up. This guy was so, he was creaming me. And I think he, he might have laughed me in the 1600 meter as well. So I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't going to beat him then. I knew 800, I, was, I, I, I figured, no way, I can't beat him. Couldn't beat him 400. I was still losing 200. Finally got to the very end, 100, like a sprint, right? So that's just like running straight, like for 10 seconds. Well, for us, it's more like 15 seconds. Um, and I was like, okay, this is it. My last, the last time I can beat him, I don't think I can do it. He's barely like breathing hard. I'm like struggling. And he, so we, so we round the bend and we, ah, I'm, 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 I know, okay. So we round the bend, I get to the very end. And he waits for me. And we get to the very end and I get there and he says, Three, two, one, go. And he obviously tall, he has longer he has longer length. He starts straight ahead. He, he's like he's now he's like almost halfway there. I'm running so hard, I'm trying to catch up. I was like, oh, this is it. I'm not being a part of the team. Then I noticed he starts to pull up a little bit. I was like, okay. Alright, maybe he's getting tired. I can catch up. And I finally did catch it to him. Finally near the end, I you know, I I actually had a chance. As long as I can push forward 
and I'm pushing and pushing, and I actually edged him out. I got to the end. I edged him out. I was like, yes. But then I didn't have a breath to even like celebrate. I almost stumbled on the ground. I was breathing so hard. I looked at him. He's, he's barely breathing. <laughs> he looks at me. I look at him. We didn't say a word. He just looks at me and says, okay, can you even practice tomorrow? And that was it. And I was back on the team. I had a, and, and, and after that, I competed. Indoor, outdoor track was a lot better. I, I competed very well. Um, we, we didn't really talk much about that, that time, but I mean, obviously, looking back, I knew that he had pulled up for me and allowed me to win that final race and, and rejoin the team. And I share that to you because, you know, I understand that the, 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 this race that we're in is very tough. You know, we go, we're going to stumble along the way. And you're going to sometimes feel like, you know what, this is too much for me. We talk about this matter of pressing on, but it's so hard to press on. What does that mean? You know, thank the Lord. The, the Lord the, Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit as our spiritual coach. And this spiritual coach knows us. He knows exactly what we need to hear at any time. He knows exactly what to say. And he knows how to pick us up. And my coach really, I, I, you know, I thought that was it. But he picked me up. And, and all of this, you know, the purpose of this at the end is to, to win this, uh, you know, wonderful prize at the end. And I know you guys are young because it's something so abstract. And you guys think, this is not, I, I can't even think about this matter of co-reigning with the Lord Jesus, right? That seems so, like, far off in the future. Now, I, I, you know, for those of us, when we complete the course, you know, we finish the race, we will have one, a wonderful prize. But you know what? It is not something we need to look at just at the future. Right? Because the Holy Spirit, our spiritual coach, his job, his role today in your life is so that you may experience the victory in your life today. That you may experience what it means to overcome today. Our Lord Jesus was the one that went before us. Actually, if you think about it, he ran the race and he already won, he won that prize. No one else has ran better than him. He won that prize. He's waiting for us. To, he is waiting in heaven to give us that eternal uh, glory, uh, crown of glory. But he wants us to experience that overcoming life today. That's what the Holy Spirit, that's what our spiritual coach's job is here for. And I hope, you know, I, I can use a lot of words to talk about this, but I pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you the value, how great of a value that is to know the life and knowledge of the Lord Jesus to know the Lord and how powerful he is in your life and how much of a friend he is and how he is, he is just like, my, like as a coach walking right beside you, running beside you and picking you up when you're about to fall. So that's, that's, that's what I wanted to leave you guys with. Well, actually, all right. I'm going to take five more minutes. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, James. Just as any good spiritual plan, um, uh, just as any good exercise plan, you know, you have a plan to exercise. I want to present to you some practical things you can do uh, in, in, as a way of exercising your spirit. And something that really, as, as young believers and young Christians, we should start. Pass it back. Thank you. Pick one, pass it back. Thank you. Pick one, pass it back. Thank you. Just hold, just, uh, when you get to the end, just hold on to the extras and I'll, I'll get them at the end. Yeah, you can do this. So, I, 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 I know it's only, I know I have uh, um, little time, but I really do think it's important for us um, 
to, as, as non-believers to go over these things because I, I, I you know, if, we, if these are things that we're not doing, we should start getting to the practice of doing. So, let's, let's, can we pick up the pace of passing those on? Thank you. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Number one, exercise number one. How do we prepare ourselves in order to exercise our spirit? How do we get into um, a state where we can allow that exercise, the spirit to be trained, right? Consecration. What is consecration? Presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice before the Lord daily, every day. And that means, you know, ideally, that should be the first thing we do in the morning. What is the first thing you guys do in the morning when you wake up? Well, besides, when you wake up from sleeping, what's the first thing you do? Right. What? Yes. Go to the bathroom. Okay. All right. This is something I think, uh, you know, we talked about last year's last year's conference. But I bet you, besides the whole getting up and then brushing your teeth, whatever, the first thing you do is to check your phone. Okay, good. If it's out there, that's good. Actually, that is, I hope that, uh, if you are, listen, if the phone is the first thing you are checking when you wake up, I strongly suggest you leave your phone outside of your bedroom when you, uh, instead. Don't, don't take it to bed with you. Remove all your distractions and, and spend some time committing yourselves before the Lord each and every day, every morning. If you get up at 6.30, what should you do? Wash my hands. If you get up at 6.30, change the clock. Get up at 6.15. If you get up at 4, get up at 3.45. You know what? Hey, it's discipline. It's self-control. You know what? It's, I, I, you guys are young. I understand that. It's very hard. But hey, this, this is possible for you. Not only now, but as you get older. You, if, you, if you learn this matter of self-control and discipline, it is possible for you. Yet. Number two, we all know, but I, will, I want to repeat it again. In order to sustain the exercise, the spiritual exercise, we need to have you know, eat well, drink well, right? Rest. You need to do the same. Read the Word. Memorize. Uh, devotional, right? Really kind of study the Word. And, and, and if you guys are not going to Bible studies, if you guys, have, if you guys don't have Bible studies, uh, young people, you, you should start. Go to Bible studies, you know, and participate. Pray. Fellowship. Be, be involved. In fellowship. You know, you guys have just that fellowship time, right? I hope you guys are just... I hope when you guys were meeting and just before and having time of fellowship, you guys weren't just talking about random stuff. Right? Because that's such a valuable time to be with, with fellow brothers and sisters. I hope you guys are talking about things that are of value, importance. Right? Um, sharing with one another the struggles you're going through. Right? Praying for one another. Okay, number three, serving in the spirit. Well, and this is especially true for you guys who are young. Anybody here, who here is, has, is, part, is doing something, serving somewhere in, involved in your home fellowship? You know, home assembly, right? You're doing something, serving food. Right? Greeting people at the door, passing out hymn books. Good. Keep doing that. Look for areas. Look for areas that there are needs. If people are saying, you know, we, I wish we had some more help doing this. Well, hey, there's an opportunity for you. It doesn't matter how old, young you are. The helpers are needed. And, and it's important because it's when we serve is when we begin to see how much, how weak we are and how much we need the Lord to really give us strength to be able to serve in that manner. So if you guys are not doing that, I... I I, I strongly advise you to consider that. Number four, channel the brakes of the back. Now, now we're getting to some real deep exercise, right? I, I hope you guys are considering this to pray for one another, but specifically think about someone and have in mind 
someone at all times that you want to reach out to, that you know is struggling, a sister reaching out to another sister you know is struggling, a brother to another brother, if they to pray with them, to fellowship with them, keep them on the line, see how they're both doing. If they don't show up on Sunday, ask them why. You know, don't be don't be a stalker, but you know, like keep, keep, keep track of that, right? And then finally, number five. Now, here, this is one of the things I know we everyone struggles with, but you know, to be a to be a to be a, a, an ambassador for the Lord, to be a like I know you guys think you don't, you may not have the gift of evangelism, and you may not be able to save three thousand people in one message. That's fine, but that doesn't excuse you from being an ambassador for the Lord. You know, we need to be those that are willing to speak for, for Jesus, right? And so, just as, just like number four, keep in mind someone in, 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 at all times that you want to pray for to preach the gospel to. And what does that mean? That means we'll be willing to step out of your comfort zone. Be willing to say, you know what, I'm afraid. But I know in, the Lord Jesus in me wants to really speak to this person. And I'm willing to let that go happen. If, even if it means me going through a real struggle and dealing with that. Are we willing to let the Lord use us for this purpose? So that's 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 it. I hope these are these are just these are these are just few things. But and there's many things more. I you know I, I actually remember there's some other things I could put in here like actually work in worship time. If you guys, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. I hope you guys have like two more times to worship right at, in this conference. So tonight. And then when we break the break bread tomorrow, I hope if you haven't opened your mouth yet to pray to pray to God to say thank you, to, you know if you haven't opened your mouth yet, you know that is if you want to talk about exercising your spirit, your spirit I'm sure, I bet you is prompting you, is prodding you to say something for Jesus, to say thank you, to pray just a short prayer. If you haven't done so, you know now's the time. Open your mouth to praise Him. He's waiting to hear from you. So let's um, let's close with a word of prayer and then. Um, Let's pray.